We are now in the middle of a sermon series that we launched more than a month ago. This is from the Gospel of Luke when we say that we are building upon the rock because one day, even right now, maybe many or some of us, you are going through the severe challenges of life. The rains have come. The floods have arisen. The winds have battered. But Luke chapter 6 would say, the man who built his house upon the rock, that man's house will stand still. October 6, 1563, the anniversary was just three days ago. A theologian by the name of William Tyndale was burned at the stakes. What was his sin? What was he found guilty of? He was found guilty of translating the Bible to English. That was his only sin. The ecclesiastical aristocracy at the time wouldn't want that to happen because the priests, the bishops during the time of the traditional religion, they would want to have the sole monopoly of the access to the Word of God. And they contended that as mysterious as it could be, the better for the church. Kung wala nga namang makapagbabasa ng Biblia, kung wala nga namang makakaalam sa mga sinasabi ng Diyos, kung ito ay monopoly lamang ng mga kataas-taasan at mga kapitapitagan, then the sacerdotical, the, yung mga kaparian, they will have the sole monopoly of, quote-unquote, the eternal destiny of people. William Tyndale said, I have been given the gift of language. Kaya maganda yung exhortation mo, Pastor Jonathan. Everyone has a gift. William Tyndale was a linguist. And he understood Hebrew. He understood Greek. And so he translated the Bible into the English language. The very first English translation ever to English. And because of that, he was burned at the stakes. I want you to remember that. So that every time, mga kapatid, that you have the privilege of reading your Bible, every time you have the chance to open your Bible, whether the brick-and-mortar Bible like this or your apps, remember that countless people have lost their lives because they contended for the faith. Countless lives have been martyred, continue to be martyred even in the lands that are prohibitive of reading the Bible. People are being killed just so the Bible can be shared to other people. And that's why every time your leaders, your pastors exhort us to read the Bible, don't ever, ever take that for granted. Last week, we talked about Luke chapter 11, when the apostles, when the disciples said, Lord, teach us, teach us how to pray. And last Sunday, we said, the Lord has taught us how it is to have thorough prayers. Paano magdasal? How it is to exercise deliverance. How it is to really seek the authentic signs. Because Jesus would say, this evil generation is always seeking after signs. There's only one sign that I will give you. The sign of Jonah. How the Son of Man will be killed and will be raised again on the third day. That's the only sign we said that we needed. And how we are to conquer darkness because the eye is the lamp of the body. 
Luke chapter 11 would say. And because of that, Jesus would now exhort that you don't only clean the outside of the cup, clean the inside of the cup. Holy living is what the Lord has taught us. And so when we ended our exhortation last Sunday, we ended with the last few verses of Luke chapter 11. Let's read this out loud. Ready, go. As he went away from there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak about many things, lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. And we ended our exhortation last Sunday. Na merong pagkakaiba ang isang estudyanteng mabuti at isang estudyanteng walang magandang layunin. The Pharisees, they were listening to Jesus Christ, not because they wanted to learn, but they wanted to trap the Lord so that they could accuse Him of something. The Word of God is being preached in this church. Not the counsel of men, not the counsel of any wise philosopher, but the very Word of God. So out of reverence for His Word, let us all rise right now. Open your Bibles now to Luke chapter 12. We are going through the Bible chapter by chapter, Sunday after Sunday. So we have now gone through Luke 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. This is now our seventh Sunday of this series. We are now at Luke chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, please open your Bibles or read along with me. We'll just read first one verse, but we will exhort from the entire chapter. Luke chapter 12, if you will see, has about 59 verses. Let's read the very first verse. Ready? Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. Just one verse for our opening reading. Today, if you would like to build our houses and our lives and our churches upon the rock, the Word of God is this. Beware and be ready. Tell some people beside you, beware and, and be ready. Let us pray. Panginoon, hindi po namin tinitake for granted ang pribilehyo na kami po ay nakapagbabasa, nakakapagnilay-nilay sa inyong banal na salita. We acknowledge, Lord, how much blood had been spilt then and is being spilt even right now for the sake of the kingdom message. So, Lord, today we affirm that your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. Your word pierces through the division of the soul and the spirit. Your word judges the motives of our hearts and our minds. And so today, Lord, let your word be the judge so that as we dig deep into the word of God, we know even right now we are already receiving the blessings from the power of the Holy Spirit. Speak to us now, Lord. Your children are listening. In the name of Jesus, everyone will say amen. amen. You may be seated. Beware and be ready. It's important po that we are aware. The word beware is from two words. Be aware. Because the, uh, the downside or the occupational hazard of busy people like us 
is that sometimes we tend to neglect the details of life or we tend to take for granted the warnings that are all around us when we are not aware nagbi-blink na pala yung hood ng kotse mo or ng motorcycle mo na nagsasabing wala ka ng oil or wala ka ng gas if you are not aware of this titiri ka sa gitna ng slacks pag pumasok ka sa isang bakuran at nakalagay beware of dogs at sinabi mo naman eh, may anti-rabies ka naman, eh, talagang hahabulin ka ng Doberman ng pamilyang yun. It's good to be aware. It's good to beware. Now again, context. At this point of Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 12, the popularity of Jesus Christ had already so much spread all around the regions for obvious reasons. Why would people come to the preachings of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he was teaching with authority. A new teaching even, sabi ng mga tao. And this time with authority. A teaching that drives out demons. A teaching that rouses the dead and opens the deaf, the ears of the deaf and opens the eyes of the blind. But another practical reason why people would mill around Jesus, would gather around Jesus, was because, as this picture would, would see, would show, namimigay ng pagkain si Lord. Siguro naalala niyo pa yung pandiko ko ni Pastor Jonathan mga four Sundays ago. Kaya pagbaba niyo mamaya, may pandiko ko ulit tayo sa baba mga kaibigan. Okay? Talagang naging pambansang tinapay na ng lighthouse ang pandiko ko na yan, Pastor Jonathan. Hanggang ngayon nagmumultiply pa rin yung pandiko ko na yan, Pastor. And so people were starting to mill around Jesus. They would follow Jesus for maybe uh, lofty and profound reasons. Maybe for some very mundane, very earthly, very selfish, very fleshly reason. But for whatever is the reason, it's good that people are drawing near to God. Ang pagkain po ay isang malaking, ay malaking come on sa napakaraming tao. We were just having a uh, uh, four-day marketplace ministry. I was with Pastor Leo, Pastor Ren, Pastor Shah, I was with Pastor June, and there were so many people that we ministered to. In a big company, almost 160, 170 people for four days. And we showed the testimony of Pastor June Ruba. Nung payat pa siya, nung nasa sidewalk pa siya. And nagpatutuo siya na ang unang nag-attract sa kanya sa Panginoon ay ang pagkain na binibigay ni Sister Joan Luciano. Kaya nung makita siya ng mga taga suising, sabi, anyare, kasi payat pa siya sa video, ngayon ay macho na. Okay? Pagkain is a very good is a very good come on for people. But as soon as Jesus Christ started seeing the crowds gathering together, as we read a while ago, as the crowds grew and thousands were now running after Jesus and stepping on each other, because of religious fervor or true spirituality or mere curiosity, the Bible doesn't say. But I underscored here the phrase that says, Jesus turned first to his disciples. He did not address the crowd. He did not take advantage of these very first few seconds of the day to teach about the parables of the kingdom. He turned first to his disciples. Because for Jesus, this was a ripe teaching moment. Because now maybe Jesus could see the disciples looking at these thousands of people. And because these disciples were fishermen, these disciples were unpopular tax collectors or nobodies in the community. And now, people were running after them, maybe feeling sikat na ang mga disciples. 
feeling nila, iba na talaga pag nakadikit kay Lord, nilalapitan ka na, hinahabol-habol ka na, ang dami mo ng mga speaking engagements. Jesus wanted this to be a ripe teaching moment. That's the context. Hindi lang siya nagsabi, beware of hypocrisy. He taught this to His disciples. Because His disciples, if they would not be coached by God, if they would not be coached by Jesus Christ, like all of us, when popularity comes, when wealth increases, when the applause of men are now, tatlosin ko na, bawat ginagawa mo, ni-appreciate ka na. The danger is, you will buy into your own narrative na it is now about you. And that's why Jesus now says to his disciples, not to the people, he says to his disciples, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And he identifies it. Ano yung yeast na yun? Ano yung pampalsa na yun? Ano yung leaven na yun? He says, hypocrisy. The first beware that the Lord would now want us to know about. Tell the person beside you, beware of hypocrisy. You have heard thousands of sermons about this from the Greek word hypocritus, which means showing faces, nagpapalit palit kanang ng mask, or from the Greek word hypocritus, that means being on a stage play. You are acting out a character that is not really you, you are just acting it out. The use of the Pharisee is this because at the time, as I said, if a William Tyndale would be killed in 1536, how much more in the early part of Jesus' ministry, when Judaism, when the religious Pharisees were the men in town, they were, they were the men. Ayon nalang merong nakaka-overcome or nakaka-shadow sa kanilang popularity. And the use of the Pharisee is hypocrisy, Jesus would now say, because these Pharisees only wanted the applause of men. They don't live out the things that they are teaching. Luke 11 last week would say, Oh, napakagaling ninyong mag-tithe, kahit yung pang-sampung dahon ng mint, itinatithe ninyo. Ganun kayo kagaling. Pero yung mga magulang ninyo, hindi nyo sinusuportahan. Lives that are very much very much misaligned to what you are professing. When you are living out something, when you are teaching something and you don't match it with action, we already know the meaning of that. Yan isang pagkukunyari, isang buhay na punong-puno ng hypocrisy. Yeast is otherwise known as leaven, kaya merong unleavened bread. The leaven of the Pharisees, zume in, uh, in Greek, which means it's a symbol of the spreading nature of evil. I haven't experienced baking yet. My wife, during the pandemic, she experimented with pandesal and she did good. Masarap ang pandesal. Yes. Nakita ko kung paano ilagay ang arena at lalagay niya ng yeast. Para saan yung yeast? Kunting patak lang ng yeast, ito ay pampaalsa. It's the spreading nature of evil. Napag ang isang unleavened bread, ang isang arena, ay nilagyan mo ng pampalsa, ng yeast, it affects the whole dough. Be careful with this, sabi ni Jesus Christ. It means that one single sin can corrupt the whole church. One error, one inclination to error can easily pervert the whole conception of faith. 
Saan ba nanggagaling ang tendency ng tao na maging hypocritical? In the synoptic gospel, sa parallel gospel ng Luke chapter 12, you can go to Matthew chapter 6. Jesus now would even pinpoint this, the real issue. He, he would say, Oh, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be what? In order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And then in Matthew 23 verse 5, Jesus would say, Oh, they do all their deeds pertaining to the Pharisees. They do all their deeds to be what? To be seen by others. You know, that's, the, that's how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit pokes His hand on that raw nerve in your psyche. Pag hinahanap-hanap mo na ang palakpak, ang atensyon, ang limelight, ang spotlight, na kailangan ikaw palagi ang kinikilala, ikaw palagi ang nakaupo sa mga, mga specialized VIP seats. At pag hindi ka napagbigyan, ito'y sapat na dahilan para ikaw ay magtampo, makipag-away at umalis sa fellowship. Beware of that, my friends. It's the yeast of the Pharisees. It's the leaven. And because it's so infectious, pag nakatabi mo ang taong very entitled, before you know it, entitled na rin yung feeling mo. Pag napabargada ka sa mga taong palaging naghihingi ng atensyon sa kanyang sarili, before you know it, you're also very much self-centered. And before you know it, you feel so entitled that the rest of the world, if not the rest of the church, deserves your attention. I speak to my fellow pastors that are here because we are not above this word. It starts with us, pastors. Of all people in this congregation, tayo mga pastors ang pwedeng tamaan unang-una ng bagay neto. Why? Because every Sunday, nandito sa harap si Pastor Jojo. Every Sunday, ang camera nakatutok sa mukha ko. Pwedeng dumaan at dumating ang yeast of the Pharisee that I might think Simba ko, ingon sa mga Bisaya. God forbid na dumating ang araw that I would now think it's now about me. Because it's never about you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I covet the prayers of the whole church for your pastors. That your pastors will never have that kind of entitlement mentality. That we will never be above reproach. That we will never be above correction, I mean. We should be above reproach, but we should not be above, re- above correction. That we should not be above rebuke. So that when you see something in us, you will have the courage and the love to tell me, Pastor Jojo, there is something in you that I notice is not wrong, that is not right. Please change your ways. Dahil kung papunta na kong bangin, mga kaibigan, it is not an act of love na pabayaan nyo lang ang pastor nyo mahulog sa bangin. You have to yank me out of it because that's the only way to save my soul in Jesus' name. Amen? You've got to be aware of that. Sige, palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Pwede ako magpanggap that I am something when I am not. Pwede ako magpakita with good words. Itatago ko sa mga matatalinghagang mga salita. Mga malalalim na Ingles. Mga illustrations na talagang mapapahiyaw ka sa, sa tawa. But if, ma, if my life does not align with the very orthodoxies that I invoke, that I, that I preach, that I am nothing but a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal, then I am nothing and we are all nothing but hypocrites in the eyes of the Lord. Let that be a rebuke. Let that be a gentle reminder to all of us. Mga tatay, mga nanay, are our lives aligned to the very things that we teach our children? One time I was, I was, I was sermonizing my kids. 
I said, kiddos, be careful where your feet take you, okay? In English ko pa. Sa Tagalog, ingat-ingat kung saan kayo dinadala na inyong mga paa. My ever smart Caleb said, Dad, you be the one to be careful because we're just following you. So where you go, we go. That's my Caleb. And it's always a reminder for me. That's why the Word of God is always the final authority in our lives. Not the opinion of some very much popular pastor, but only the Word of God will remain to be the final arbiter of everything that we do in this life. Amen? Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. What is the root cause of hypocrisy? The Word of God says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Ang root cause ng hypocrisy is your fear of man. is your desire to please people, to seek the approval of people. Pilit mong pini-please ang mga taong wala namang pakialam sa'yo. Pilit mong hinahanap ang likes sa mga taong pag nakikita ang Facebook post mo, hindi naman nagugustuhan kundi tumataas ang mga kilay. Pilit mong pini-please ang mga tao na wala namang masyadong concern kung anong pinagdadaanan mo. Sabi ni Jesus, much rather that you fear the one that not can only kill your body, but he has the authority to cast you into eternal damnation. Yes, He is the only one that deserves our fear, our reverential fear. You know Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts? Oh, they were part of this Christian community. And because they were living in a commune, everybody was contributing money and money and money so that they would have something in common for the entire budding Christian community at the time. What was the sin of Ananias and Sapphira? They sold their property in the sight of many people. See, we are selling our house and lot. And then they told Peter, At lahat ng aming sale, ibinigay namin 100% sa church. Now, the truth of the matter is, they didn't give everything. They gave only half. Nagsubi sila para sa kanilang sarili. Now, there's nothing wrong kung magbebenta ka ng house and lot at sasabihin mo, itatago ko yung 80%, idodonate ko sa lighthouse ang 10%, yung 10% pang save ko. There's nothing wrong with that. Tights nga lang hinihingi ni Lord, correct? Pero ano kasalanan ni Ananias and Sapphira? They wanted to project that they were the most generous of people. They told Peter, and Peter said, you did not lie to me, you lied to the Holy Spirit. That's hypocrisy. Don't say something that you do not do. Because God is always after your authenticity. That's why somebody said, we fear man so much because we fear God so little. Mas gusto pa natin ang palakpak ng ibang tao kaysa yung approval na siyang approval that only matters in this world. That's why if you fear man, it will lead you to a hypocritical life. But if you fear God, it will lead you to a life of authenticity. That's why this section of Luke chapter 12, verse 11, Jesus would now say, when they, bring, when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. You don't even have to concern yourself. Anong sasabihin ko sa sermon? I no longer have notes in my sermons. 
I study the Word of God, but I trust, Lord, kung anong ipapaalala mo sa akin, Lighthouse Family, on the Sunday I preach the Word, give it to me, because it's not about my eloquence and typing the words. It was a good discipline when I was a young pastor, but today I just go to the Word of God and I allow the Holy Spirit to remind me what I ought to say, because it is not my Word that you need to hear, it is the very Word of God. And if I do that, I live a life that is authentic and not life that is hypocritical. Tell the person beside you, beware of hypocrisy. Pangalawang, beware. 58 verses to mga kapatid. Siguro mga alauna, image tayo matatapos ngayong araw. Beware of covetousness. Can you say that again? Ready, go. Beware of covetousness. We are now at verse 15. Tama bang pronunciation ko? Covetousness. Luke 12, 15 would now say, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Pakibasa, ready, go. And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. Sino makakapag-translate sa akin sa Tagalog ng covetousness? Anybody? Pwede pong, uh, pwede pong, uh, yes, anong ibig sabihin ng covetousness? Miss Anna? Pagnanasa, pagnanasa is desire. Pag-iinggit is jealousy. Pag-iimbot, ambot sa imo dong. Pag-iimbot, that's a Tagalog term. You remember, Gen X, when we do lupang, ano, panatang makabayan, ako ay maglilingkod ng buong katapatan ng walang pag-iimbot at buong katapatan. Walang covetousness. Hindi mo hinahangad ang kung anuman meron ang ibang tao. Covetousness, according to my commentary that I read, is the desire for more things, lusting for a greater number of temporal things that go beyond what God determines is eternally best. Meron namang binibigay si Lord. I thank God for the exhortation, and I agree with that. You can generate wealth, be grateful about your wealth, and be generous about your wealth towards other people. But the danger of covetousness, ng pagiging mapag-imbot, is this. Ang iba nagnanakaw, thou shalt not steal, sabi ni Lord. Right? But the last commandment is, thou shalt not covet. Covetousness is even more pernicious. It's even more harmful. Why? Because ang stealing, ninakaw muna. Kasalanan talaga yun, ninakom ang hindi sa'yo. Ang covetousness, ang pag-iimbot, hindi mo ninanakaw, ninanais mo pa lang. Tinitingnan mo pa lang ang cellphone ng katabi mo. Sabi mo, na all. Sabi ng mga anak ko yan, na all. They can amen, may extra jam. That's covetousness. And God says, beware of this. Beware of aspiring for, desiring, lusting after the temporal things in life more than what God desires or determines is eternally best for you. Even the Apostle Paul, in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, he says, you know what? Put to death what is earthly in you. And he identifies these things, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire. And then he says, and covetousness, which is what? idolatry. Special mention. Kasi pag hinahangad mo ang mga material na bagay, alam ng Panginoon, ito ay may malaking potensyal. 
natanggalin ang trono, ang Diyos sa kanyang trono sa ating puso at ang lahat ng ating material na hinahangad, yun na ang nagkukonsume sa bawat oras, bawat araw mo. Bawat gising mo na yun, ni YouTube mo yung mga dinidesire mo. Buti na lang hindi pinapasok si Ate Shawi sa Hermes nung uh, nagpunta siya sa Korea, mga kapatid. Pero inubos naman niya yung Louis Vuitton. Covetousness is very, very much idolatrous because it can replace God in your heart. So Luke chapter 12, let me just share this with story. The Lord tells about the story of this old rich farmer. Sa sobra ng kanyang yaman, lalmasipag siya, Sabi niya, hindi na sapat ang aking bodega. So what I will do, I will build a new storehouse. And I will store in there my grains and my goods. And then when he, be, when he beheld this storehouse, common day translation, your bank accounts, it's so much filled with millions, gazillions of money. And this rich fellow says, oh, soul, you have ample goods that you have built up and laid up for many years. So now, relax, eat, drink, and be merry. Ayos ka na. Kumbaga sa VUL mo, you are more than covered sa insurance. Okay ka na. Kahit anong mangyari, may critical illness. Sapat na yung coverage mo. Oh, I, I am an, a believer of insurance products. But the Lord, instead of commending this hard working, this very much thrifty, forward planning, forward looking guy, the Lord says, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you and the things that you have prepared and things you have prepared, whose will they be? And Jesus Christ ended this Luke chapter 12 by saying, that is how it's so with people who are only rich towards themselves but is not rich towards God. My friends, if you are rich toward yourself, it will lead to your covetousness. But if you are rich toward God, you will have eternal, eternal gain. That's why in verse 33 of Luke chapter 12, Jesus would say, Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Yan ang tunay na heavenly treasure. Kasi yung pera mo sa banko, yung pera mo sa bahay, pwede masunog, pwede manakaw. I was hacked. I was scammed about a month ago. Napasok po ang aking banko. Nabudol po ako. Buti lang kunti lang ang laman ng aking savings. Pero kung ano ang laman nun, ang itinara 39 pesos. And that's why this lesson struck me so hard. You put it in a bank, even hackers will find a way to go into your bank account. Sisimutin yun. And Jesus would say, Put it in heavenly money bags that do not grow old, that moths and robbers and thieves cannot come in and destroy. And if you are generous towards God, you will be freed from covetousness. Remind the people beside you, beware of covetousness. And third and last of this discourse of the Lord, Jesus would now say, beware of anxiety. Una is beware of hypocrisy. Pangalawa is beware of covetousness. We are now in Luke chapter 12, verse 23. And Jesus now says, beware of anxiety. You know why? Sabi niya, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, 
nor about your body. What you will put on for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. If you missed that sermon of Pastor Jonathan, balikan nyo lang po sa YouTube natin. Ipinakita ni Pastor Jonathan yung mga lakos niya na binigay ni Lord. Yung kanyang mga sapatos, yung kanyang mga bags na binigay ni Lord. Sinasabi ni Pastor Jonathan, wag mong, wag kang mangamba sa mga ganung bagay. Kahit hindi mo asamin pag naglilingkod ka kay Lord, ibibigay ni Lord kung ano ang nararapat sa'yo. Amen? Palapakang natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. So therefore, beware of anxiety. Because when you are anxious about life, you are fearful. And fearful is the antithesis of faith. When you're fearful, you're saying, God, you are not in control. When you are fearful, when you're anxious, you're saying, God, there are certain years in my life, nakaulang ang dapat na dumiskarte. The Lord mukha namang hindi kayo gumagawa ng bagay. So the Lord says, seek His kingdom. That's the Matthew 6.33 counterpart sa Synoptic Gospel. Seek His kingdom and these things will be added unto you. So fear not, little flock, Jesus would say. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You don't have to be anxious. Ang trabaho, ang provisions, ang buhay, si Lord ang pinanggagalingan, mga kapatid. Lahat ng naniniwala say, Amen. Amen. But if you're anxious about life, you will lack peace. But if you pursue God and His purposes and His kingdom, you will have a life of purpose and joy. That's why Jesus would end this part of the discourse by saying, For where your treasure is, there your heart be also. Luke 12 is very powerful. And so, if I may recap this, Jesus Christ would say, Beware. Say it again. Beware. Beware of what? Hypocrisy. Beware of what? Covetousness. Beware of what? Anxiety. Alam nyo, kung merong, di ba the last few Sundays may mga nagsasalita ng mga may ini-employ akong nagde-dramatize. Wala akong nakontrata ngayon dahil nabisi ako the whole week eh. So paano kaya kung kantahin na lang? Paano kaya kung magpadala si Lord ng angel sa mundong ito? At kantahin niya lang sa isang kahit naman hindi church song. Isang secular song. Pero lapat sa puso. The language of our heart. Ano kaya ang aawitin ng Panginoon? Noel, are you ready? Ikiklik ko na lang to, ha? During our time, sinabi ni Pastor Jonathan, nasa Resorts World kami nung isang araw. Si Mike Hanupol talagang halos hindi na makalaka dahil kumakanta pa rin ang laki sa layaw. Si Sampagita, dati raw ang kanyang waistline, 24, ngayon daw 36 na. Pero kumakanta pa rin ang No Si Balasi. Pero paano kaya kung dalawin tayo ni Eva Eugenio or ni Claire de la Fuente? Ano kaya ang aawitin ni Claire de la Fuente para sa atin? Listen to this. Hindi ako ang aawit. Panahon ay ginto, huwag nating aksayahin. Sa pag-aalala ko Anong kahinat na natin bukas Laging may pag-asa anuman Ang ating suliranin Manalik ka sa may kapal Buksan ang puso Araw-araw tao'y nakikiyagaw Nakikipagunahan 
ayaw makipagbigayan, nakikipagdamutan, nakikipagsiksikan. Ganyan ka ba? Buksan mo ang puso mo, mahalin ng kapwa mo. Bawat tao'y may karapatang mabuhay ng mahusay at tahimik sa mundo. Buksan mo ang isip mo, tanggapin ang kapwa mo. Hindi tayo tatagal kung puro away at gulo ang umiiral sa mundo. Bakit ba parang karera ng daga ang laging ibig ng karamihan? Takbo rito, takurun at madalas ang bungay, wala namang kabuluhan. Kay ganda ng pag-ibig, mapayapang daigdig. Buksan lang ang puso mo at mahalin ang kapwa mo ng lumigaya ng gusto. Ulitin ka ulit. Kanta po tayong lahat. <laughs> Panahon ay ginto. Huwag nating aksayahin sa pag-aalala ko. Anong kahinat na natin bukas Laging may pag-asa anuman Ang ating suliranin Manalig ka sa may kapal Buksan ang puso Araw-araw tao'y nakikiagaw Nakikipagunahan Ayaw makipagbigayan, nakikipagdamutan, nakikipagsiksikan. Ganyan ka ba? Buksan mo ang puso mo, mahalin ng kapwa mo. Bawat tao'y may karapatang mabuhay ng mahusay at tahimik sa mundo. Buksan mo ang isip mo, tanggapin ng kapwa mo. Hindi tayo tatagal kung puro away at gulo ang umiiral sa mundo. Bakit ba parang karera ng daga ang laging ibig ng karamihan? Takbo rito, takpuron at madalas ang bungay, wala namang kapuluhan. Kay ganda ng pag-ibig, mapayapang daigdig. Buksan lang ang puso mo at mahalin ang kapwa mo ng lumigaya. Ang gusto. Thank you po. Galing. Sobrang galing. Asawa ko yan. Wala ba kayong mga kamay dyan sa ating in-house na Claire de la Fuente? Mula nung concert kami kay Mike Hanopol, kanta na kami ng kanta ng mga OPM mga kaibigan. Yung preach ko ng 30 minutes, kinanta lang ng misis ko ng 3 minutes, pumasok na sa puso ninyo. That's the power of a song. Ba't nga ba nakikipagdamutan tayo? Nakikipagsiksikan, nakikipagunahan, karera na naga, rat race, rat race. Why? Because of hypocrisy. Why? Because of covetousness. Why? Because of worry. Akala natin, mauubusan tayo. I-convict mo ngayon, katabi mo, sabi mo, ganyan ka ba? May sabi ni Claire de la Fuente ganyan, di ba? Ganyan ka ba? Sana hindi, in Jesus' name. Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Thank you, Lord. And so, as we end, three points. Nagpatuloy 
ang Panginoon sa kanyang discourse. Sabi niya, be ready. If you are now aware, if you are now conscious that we should beware, ang pangalawang utos niya is, be ready. Be ready for what? Be ready for whom? Be ready for the king. Nasa verse 40 na po tayo. And Jesus says, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So thank you, my love, for that song. Panahon na ginto. Malapit na ang magbalik ang Panginoon. Malapit na ang second coming ng Panginoon. I don't want to put dates, I don't want to put years, but we are now much nearer than when Jesus first spoke it. This is the very word of Jesus Christ. And His word is true. And Jesus Christ would now remind us, He, the Son of Man, is coming in an hour that you do not expect. If you will waste those times, aaksahin mo ang panahon sa pagiging ipokrito, sa pagiging materyoso, sa pagiging maalalahanin, lahat inuubos mo yung oras mo in hypocritical things for people that don't even like you, for the things that you are coveting that you cannot even take with you to heaven, for things that you are worrying about and chances are they're not even gonna come true, might as well be ready. Redeem the time. And Jesus would say in verse 35, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. Light us, family, as we are awaiting and as we are redeeming the time for the Lord, keep serving. Can you encourage many people around you right now? Patuloy ka sa pagsisilbi, kaibigan. Just keep on serving. Yan ang tamang panahon. Imbes na i-google mo sa mga panahon, palagi kang worry ng worry, uh, projecting something that you truly are not, might as well keep your lamp burning for the love of God, keep your love of bur- love, lamp burning for the love of the people of the Lord, and be ready for action so that as this parable will now say in Luke chapter 12, when the master, when the bridegroom arrives and he finds the servants with their lamps burning, they will be, they will be commended by their master for their faithfulness. Ang pangalawa po, to redeem the time, is keep stewarding. Patuloy sa pag-aalaga kung ano man ang ipinagkatiwala sa inang Diyos. We're now at verse 42. And Jesus would now say, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. So instead of makipag-away, makipagsiksikan, makipagkarera ng rat race, makipagunahan, makipagtulakan, just keep stewarding. Kung anuman ang nasa sayo, yun ang itinadhanan ng Diyos na mapasayo. Palaguin, payamanin, pagandahin kung ano man ang ipinagkatiwala ng Diyos. And God will give you even so much more. It's also found in Luke chapter 12. And lastly, as we have the praise and worship team with us, keep the shalom. Keep serving, keep stewarding, and lastly, keep the shalom. Luke chapter 12 would now end by this story when Jesus would say, when you are being dragged by your adversary to the court, binibitbit ka sa huwes. Sabi niya, oh, make sure that as you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way. 
lest he drag you to the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer and the officer put you to prison. And Luke chapter 12 ended by saying, and I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. That is the day of judgment. Who is the judge here? The judge here is Jesus Christ. Who is the one that you should be settling accounts with, to make shalom with, settle your peace with God, keep your shalom with God. Not with the devil, but keep your shalom with God. And there's only one way to keep your shalom. Give your life to Jesus, my friend. With Jesus by your side, you will learn that you don't have to be somebody you are not. Arlene, in, his, in her prayer a while ago, she said that we can just come to the Lord just as we are. When you are with Jesus, the ultimate judge of your life, you don't have to be so drawn by all these material things in life because if you have Jesus, you have your all in all. If you have Jesus, you don't have to worry even a single moment of your life because with Jesus by your side, everything is provided for. But seek first his kingdom and all the other things shall be added unto you as well. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be ready. Keep serving. Keep stewarding. Keep the shalom. As we all rise, ladies and gentlemen. So today we have seen the Word of God again exposited. The whole 59 verses of Luke chapter 12. Next Sunday, we will be in Luke chapter 13. Pastor Rom Quinones will share with us the Word of God. So keep praying, ladies and gentlemen. But in advance, read the Word of God para paghinahalukay ng mga pastor. We don't have much time to go verse to verse. Pero kung nabasa mo na yung chapter na yun before coming to church on a Sunday, when you interact with the Word of God, the Word of God proves to be a sharp sword that now can pierce through your own individual contexts. Beware and be ready. Beware of what? Beware of hypocrisy. Beware of covetousness. Beware of being anxious but be ready be ready for what so keep on serving be ready for the king keep on serving keep stewarding and keep the shalom when we do this my friends then we know we have built our house upon the rock to God be the glory forever and ever Maraming salamat po, Panginoon, for holding us. For holding us through the many seasons of our lives. Paano nyo kami pinitbit? Paano nyo kami niyakap? Paano nyo kami pinuno ng inyong presensya? Maraming salamat, Manal Espiritu, na kayo ang aming kasama sa pang-araw-araw. Naniminsan, we have never felt we have been left alone. That we have been left as orphans. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving mightily every time your children gather like this. That even in our online community, Father, we know that you are moving and you are declaring the power and the majesty of the name of Jesus in the lives of your children. And so, Lord, today, as you receive our praises, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done unto us. Salamat, Lord, for allowing us to be aware of the things that are but sinking sands in our lives. 
the things that have drawn us away from our righteous walk with you the things that have deceived us lord and have snipped our hearts away from you and thank you lord for the grace of forgiveness that every time we gather like this the holy spirit reminds us that you are calling us once more to keep on serving to keep on stewarding that we have the shalom of the lord in our hearts and because of that lord we know we are truly standing and building our lives upon the rock and so unto you alone be all praises and glory and honor unto you alone lord jesus lift up your hands my lighthouse family and may the lord bless you and may the lord keep you and may the lord make his face shine upon all of you may the lord be gracious unto you may the lord lift his countenance towards us towards his church towards the body of christ and may the lord truly grant us his shalom the rock of our lives our jesus our best friend and yes our king unto him be all praises forever and ever and all god's children will say amen